everybody. Welcome to the second episode of Marcus Aurelius's Meditations for Modern Life. Firstly, guys, just want to say a massive thank you to the support and feedback that I've had uh, following episode one. Um, it, it means a hell of a lot. And, you know, I'm doing episodes already because part of the idea was to keep these in little bite-sized chunks that I could give you on a regular basis which certainly helps when I know that many people are valuing it as well. So guys, really, really appreciate it. And of course, if you are listening to this one for the first time, then please, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It means a hell of a lot. Um, and ultimately, knowing that uh, the show is doing some good, will help me keep it going as well. So in episode two, I'm going to be reciting another passage and then breaking it down for you. And it's actually going to be the next passage. So if you remember, I started with passage one from book two. Now going on to passage two from book two. And here it is. Whatever it is, this being of mind is made up of flesh, breath and directing mind. Now the flesh you should disdain, blood, bones, a mere fabric and network of nerves, veins and arteries. Consider too what breath is, wind and not even a constant, but all the time being disgorged and sucked in again. That leaves the third part, the directing mind. Quit your books. No more hankering. This is not your gift. No, think like this. As if you are on the point of death, you are too old. Don't then let this directing mind of yours be enslaved any longer. No more jerking to the strings of selfish impulse. No more disquiet at your present or suspicion of your future fate. Okay, so I touched on in episode one, one of the main sort of points of Stoic philosophy being that you focus on what you can control and don't hold emotional context, therefore, to the things that you can't. And in reality, the only thing we can control is our mind. Now, what Marcus Aurelius is kind of saying at the start here is he's talking about his the fabric of his body, the bones, the blood, the flesh. Those things aren't always within our control. You know, they, they will age. But the one thing that he can control is how he feels about them. And ultimately, he can control the work that he does with his mind. So we talk about breath as well. At some point, that may be taken away from us. So if that's going to happen, at some point, why should we be um, living under suspicion, as he puts it, of our future fates? Similarly, why would we not be happy with our present? Because ultimately, we still have our mind. Now, Marcus learned quite a lot from a, another Stoic philosopher, Epictetus, who really did emphasize that point in a lot of his work in basically saying, hey, and part of this will come from his background. Um, he was born into a family of slaves. He could have his limbs cut off. He could be chained or what have you. It doesn't matter because he can't control that. So why is he going to hold any emotion to it? What he can control, therefore, is how he actually views those things. Um, are they bad? He's still able to use his mind. He's still able to 
like sort of to think he's still able to perceive those things as being good if he wanted to. Ultimately, things will happen to us that are beyond our control. And some of those things will be to our body, whether that is somebody cutting off a limb, whether that is just the, the gracefulness of growing old. At some point, we have to kind of embrace what is going on now. You know, do not live in a selfish impulse. Sorry, jerking the strings of selfish impulse, as Marcus Aurelius puts it. So do not kind of be in that moment constantly chasing pain or try, sorry, chasing pleasure or trying to avoid pain. Embrace all that is going on in your life because everything that is going on in your life right now is serving you. And what your, the, the way that you feel about it, whether you perceive something as good or bad is simply down to your mind and how you view things based on your experiences. But if you actually think of all those experiences as that you, initially may have perceived as bad but then later on you realize hang on a minute I wouldn't have this this life that I love now or this part of my life that I love if that bad thing hadn't have happened in the past you know so had I not been hurt in that relationship for example in the past had that person not done these horrible things I therefore would not have been in a place to actually develop this part of my persona to develop whatever its strength whether it's a way that you perceive things, whether it's putting yourself into a place where the right person then comes into your life who you embrace and now you're settled down with and you're married and you're happy and you have children. Did that person therefore do horrible things in the past? Or were they actually just playing a role in what makes your life beautiful right now? So why would you therefore start to perceive future things or fear future things if you're fearing something you're perceiving it's going to be bad i.e., it's going to bring more negatives than positives into your life why would you be complaining about your present moment i.e. if we're complaining it's generally complaining about things we don't have whether that is you know material things whether that is the use of a limb when we ultimately know that everything happens for a greater good the, the key to this passage is about embracing the now, but also therefore like using your mind. You know, so where he talks about quit your books, it doesn't mean he's telling people to not learn or be educated. But there's a point where you actually have to start applying things and to actually use your mind rather than just taking knowledge and fill it with knowledge, but then there's no actual implementation. No like use of that knowledge to help people. There's no like, like concept of your own thoughts that can develop that knowledge and improve upon it. So ultimately at some point you have to stop the learning. You know, what's the point of going to university from the age of 18 till you die? You know, if you're not actually able to implement that knowledge and embrace it and enjoy it in the moment. What we need in life is our perceptions to lead us to a place where we actually realize everything we have is beautiful. And the things that we don't have play a role in making it beautiful as well. Because life is perfect as it is. Learn to live at peace with yourself. You know, one day we will die. One day we will lose things that we don't want to lose. We may gain things that we don't want to gain. As we talked about in episode one, those things will happen. Embrace the now, 
embrace that you have your mind and you have this moment, which to each of us is merely a bare speck in time when you consider how long the universe has been around for. You know, we're just tiny little fragments. So embrace the opportunity, opportunity, sorry, that we have because it's quite beautiful. And when you start to live that way, your heart opens up for gratitude. You get inspiration. You start to flourish in life. And ultimately, you live a life of fulfillment and happiness. Guys, thank you very much. This has been episode two. Please do make sure you subscribe. And please, if you enjoy the episodes, spread the word and share as well. Thank you.